Hey guys, John Boy, Season 1, Episode 2, Squadcast. Wish I had some really cool intro effects like Gabe, uh, but I'm sure that as I get <coughs> a little more free time on my hands, maybe I'll be able to do that about right now. Figure it's best just to keep the conversation going because I think we did a pretty good job this week. Went all the way around the horn. Uh, Dustin, Brandon, Taylor, Gabe, and so I guess back to me. Um, so basically this is really kind of working the way it's supposed to work. Um, I will admit I got a little behind. So what I did today was I just went to the gym and listen to all four podcasts in a row just did my cardio did my workout um came home uh finished up uh gabe's podcast and it was kind of nice to listen to them all in a row um i'm not saying you guys have to do that or anything but it was cool because it was like i was hanging out with each and every single one of you guys and i was able to like you know note down little points that i wanted to go back to so it was good. Um, Gabe, your podcast, I, I really, <laughs> that intro is intense. Uh, I want to know what kind of software you use to be able to rap over that song. That was legit AF. It is uh, crazy. I just, we, we came about at just an interesting time in the technological revolution and kind of a bad time. Um, nowadays, like every single one of my students knows how to like, it just it's it's in their general like trick of, or hat of tricks is being able to edit videos, put together music videos, like all these Snapchat filters. I'm not even on Snapchat, like who has time for that shit? Um, and a lot of my students, I've like, I mean, there's this one who was, he, he was pretty good looking and he did like these rap things and he showed me he had like 300,000 some followers. So this kind of goes along with what I was saying in my last um, squadcast is just, you know, people like him are the reason why college kids are not trying hard. Uh, okay, that kid, yeah, legitimately, uh, Tommy Tanktop, who, you know, he was inarguably uh, just very beautiful specimen of a human person and very talented uh, him when he showed me you know like some of his raps and stuff I was like yeah go for it like you're gonna be somebody someday but, like everybody else just thinks that like by you know having a couple thousand followers or whatever they're gonna be a big deal that's not the case you know um, so that just kind of follows how I was saying um, you know, kids these days, but no, it was more so complimenting Gabe that, um, I really, I think that intro is that's pretty cool, and I hope that I can get doing some cool stuff like that. I listened to my own podcast. I don't know if you guys did that. They say one of the most difficult things is listening to your own voice. Tell you the truth, I didn't mind it that much. I thought that I would be cringing the whole time, but I don't know, it just doesn't bother me. 
Um, so let me know if you guys have done that and if it bothers you or if it doesn't. But I've heard that it does. Like not, some statistic, like 95% of people don't like the sound of their own voice. I really didn't mind mine. I mean, maybe that has to do with the fact that I'm a fucking narcissist. Who knows? Uh, but they say it has something to do with, uh, you know, like the way your brain is and the way your brain, like your, the way you actually hear your voice in your head when you're speaking is different from when it's recorded and that's why it sounds different when it's recorded, blah, blah, blah. All right, not going to bore you with that, but let me know if you guys uh, care about your, your voice or don't care if it did or didn't bother you. I, I will say the one thing that I noticed that is going to be very beneficial to my career is that I say, um, way, way, way too much. And now that I think back to how many courses I've taught, oh, God, those poor kids, they were probably, you know, keeping tallies of how many times Professor Yeager says, um, and it's hard because, you know, in studio courses, when you're working one-on-one with a student, you really don't have a, a need for, like, an interjection or, like, a carryover word. But when you're in front of, like, you know, 160 students or so, and you're just talking at them and they're really not interacting with you, you get that need to say, um, to just, I don't know, bridge stuff. So that's kind of, uh, you know, this podcast is helping me in so many different ways. You know, it's helping us reconnect. It's helping me realize, you know, certain little flaws, blah, blah, blah. Um, it's helping us stay in touch. It's helping us navigate adulthood. So, I just think there's so much good that's coming out of this, and I think it was such, such a brilliant idea. So um, not to be sucking your D too hard, uh, Gabe, but you did a really good job on this, and I think it's going to be a really good thing for for all of us, for the jabronis back in the day. Um, speaking of weirdly, yeah, like uh, Amber Oprian uh, reached out to me like a couple days ago um, just wanting to talk about something. I was like, damn, like, she she looked fine at her wedding, and I'll tell you who the fuck else did is Sam Jones. When I saw those wedding pictures, I was just like, shit. Like, she, I mean, granted, you know, we all know how she is. Weird, fidgety. Um, damn, she's hot. Um, but yeah, they're all married. All right, enough about the ID girls. Uh, let's see here. Gabe, on your uh, squadcast, I heard you talking about the uh, the little black book, or you know your record of people that you slept with. And um, I get that this is a very played out subject, and I've also kind of realized through uh, hanging out with people who talk about it too often that it's actually a very uninteresting thing, and so. Again, as I grow up, I'm like, okay, this is something that I really no longer want to talk about unless it's, like, asked or unless it's really pertinent, but this will kind of be, I guess, the last bit of really talking about sexual stuff because it's really pretty uninteresting to the other people. But I, this I do find it interesting. Um, uh, and so, anyways, you were talking about your black book or, you know, how your conquests and, you know, if we, like, would post up pictures of people we had. 
I kind of did that, and I think I told you guys I did this. I kept track on my computer because I did want to know a number, but my computer crashed. The computer that it was on crashed years ago, and, and so the number at some point stopped getting counted, and I just kind of have a general idea right now, and I was getting curious, so I did want to know you know, what is the average number of sexual partners that any person has in the United States? Googled it, came back, the average number of sexual partners in a person's entire life is 7.2 to 8 partners, which I, I, I no judgment on that. For those that have had sex once and that's your person, that, I think that's awesome, that's great. Um, for those that are around that number, that's really good. Um, myself, I recently found out I'm a whore, <laughs> but I, I don't know, I just, it's a little different in the gay community. But uh, like I said, I'm, I'm gonna try to talk less about that, but I was just blown away that 7.2 to eight, like that's like fucking nothing. That was like freshman year or like half of freshman year. My, like, who the fuck, I don't know. I think it might just get really averaged out because there's, you know, nasty ass people who have like 200, 300, 400, 500 sexual partners. And then I think that there's, for every one of them, there's probably 10 other people who have only had sex like with one or two people. So I think that's why, you know, it's, that's the average number um, to go off on a tangent. Anyway, what else? Uh, da, 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 da. Okay, one more sexual thing because, I don't know, I just find sexual stuff interesting. So, I'm trying to think back to the days when we were in college. I'm pretty sure those were the days of, as when we're talking like downstairs maintenance, you shaved everything, right? Like we all did, right? Or was it like, because I remember talking about it at least with Gabe, maybe Dustin, maybe Taylor, I, I feel, and Brandon, I feel like we all at some point like just completely shaved everything, right? Like that was just, that was what you did. I mean, for me at least, I know that I had been doing it since I was like a diver at 14, so I'd been doing it for many, many years at that point. Um, but, you know, as you get older, uh, I'm just curious, like, have you guys gotten lazy in this habit? Uh, I know that I did when I kind of calmed down and stopped having sex so much. Definitely calmed down on that. Uh, you know, I just, there was no need to, so just kind of let it go to the, to the grasses, I guess. Um, and then now that I've started dating someone again, started shaving again, and started realizing that, like, you know, your skin's not used to it. This is another thing I'm curious about. Do straight men shave their butts? <laughs> like, y yes, okay, I shave my butt uh, just because I feel like I should. It should just be a you know all around thing. Uh, but do straight men do that, or do you have like this line of demarcation where it's like you don't go past the taint, or do you guys just not shave anymore? Um, but what I learned is, you know, back in the day when you're just super used to, like, shaving everything, your skin's also super used to it. 
just recently shaved my butt and you know like when your beard and whatever grows back in like you know all of us pretty much have stubble at this point like feel your your beard right now like i'm i don't know if my microphone's here. like that rough scratchy you know and you forget how like prickly that is i was just like sitting at my desk the other day just like felt like i was sitting on a goddamn cactus and i was like oh god like did i used to put up with this did like do other people shave? I don't know. It's just a general curiosity. Do other people shave their butt? I want to know that. Um, okay, so on to another subject. Um, oh, that story about climbing the balconies uh, that Gabe brought up. I don't think, I mean, maybe you did do that to have sex with Danica or somebody at some point. Uh, but I think for sure, I remember us climbing the balconies when I lived in Pebble Brook, I lived on the third floor. We had neighbors who lived up on the fourth floor and we partied with them whenever I had you guys over. And we thought, of course, it was like the coolest thing to like hang out on the third balcony and then climb up to the fourth balcony. And then sometimes all the way down to the ground floor or whatever. I know for sure that was a thing. So maybe that's the memory you're thinking of. This was also in that time of life when I was like super into like climbing all the buildings at Kent State's campus with my roommates Ryan and Jeff. We would climb like the Music and Speech Center and Taylor Hall and etc. And um, so I think that might be the balcony story you're talking about. I'm not sure. Um, so what else? What else? What else? A lot of you guys sold your cars. Oh, so the puppy. Uh, so Buddy. So it didn't work out. Um, I, when you adopt from a foster family holding the dog, they tell you, we understand it might not work out. And if it doesn't, just give it two weeks of a trial. And if it doesn't work out, you know, we'll take them back. It's not going back to the pound. It's going back to a foster family. So I gave Buddy the full two weeks or whatever. And the truth is, with my lifestyle right now, like Dustin, I appreciated all the um, suggestions you gave me and I will take those into account at some point, but I, because I do want a dog probably two, three years from now, but right now living up on the third floor of an apartment complex, having two jobs and not living with a significant other, it's just not fair to the dog. I mean, he's, he was spending his entire days just in his crate I felt so, so bad for him, you know, I was like, this isn't, if I was a selfish person, yeah, I would, I would have kept the dog because, you know, he makes me happy when I was here, but as a person who, you know, altruistically wants to do good, I felt like he would have a much happier and better life with a family that could really give him the attention he needed. So I made the very difficult decision to set up the appointment with the foster family to meet them at PetSmart and return Buddy. So I'm sitting there at PetSmart um, with Buddy, you know, cutest fucking little dog ever, half corgi, half dachshund, 17 pounds, full grown, just perfect, like would just sit in my little lap and look at me with those little puppy eyes, just having my last few moments with him. And this lady shopper, just, you know, just a general shopper walks by. She's like, oh, is that your dog? 
I'm like, um, well, it was, but it's not going to be anymore. And she's like, what? And I was like, well, you know, I, I gave it its, you know, a trial period and it's just, I can't fit it into my life. It's not fair to the dog anymore. And this woman, this like 60 year old middle-aged bitch just looks down at me and goes, shame on you. I'm like, excuse me? She's like, oh, shame on you. I was like, ma'am, I'm already having a really, really rough week right now. And I'm having to give this dog back. Can you please not make this any harder? And she, she's like, there, there is no reason. You, you can make time for that. I was like, I have two jobs, you know, trying to explain it. She's like, oh, I don't want to hear it. I work and I make time and blah, blah, blah. And I just kind of let it go. At the time, I wish I had some like super awesome like comeback to just like punch her straight in her cunt but I didn't um god but just what a bitch like made it made it all the worse but anyways he's back with his foster family and hopefully with a new loving family so hopefully someone adopted him and he's dreaming little puppy dreams and you know I'll get a puppy in in due time, you know, like I said, when my life is a little more stabilized, when I have a backyard and a house like you guys do, and, um, you know, don't have to go up and down three flights of stairs and have a partner like you guys do. So that's that's when I'll, when I'll have a dog. It was just wrong timing. It wasn't the wrong dog. He was an incredible dog. Uh, so that was that. Um, so let's see here. Um... I did just want to say thank you to you guys for all the support um, uh, that I received uh, after kind of opening up to you guys about my shoulders. Like I said, it's not the easiest thing to talk about because I, I felt just so long, so guilty about, you know, just talking about it and like it was bringing people down. Um, but it's funny, it's really true what people say having a support system really does help. Like, as stupid and little as it sounds, just hearing from each and every, and each and every one of you guys did this in your own way, just let me know you just acknowledged me or acknowledged that I'm going through something or let me know that my pain was valid or something. And it just, it really helped. And um, so I really appreciate that. Um, and so, like I said, I'm, I'm going to try not to make these uh, very much about my shoulders. It is a very large part of my life, so I will keep you updated, you know, when we get big updates. Um, it's hard as hell right now with uh, the lawyer going against the defense. And uh, if I get something more substantial, I'll tell you guys more about it. But all I can say is I spend like a day or like an hour a day just talking to a lawyer about just some way to fucking sue the shit out of this asshole doctor who really fucked my life up. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll let you know when important things happen on that. But on the other side of things, let's just, we'll just, you know, have happy time and, and good things about life. Um, so anyways, so what else? Um, I heard a little bit of talk about babies um, I heard Brandon say something about you guys maybe being the first ones to, you know, or maybe 
this time next year having a baby. Uh, I mean, that would be really, really cool. Anybody else, that, that'd be really cool. I'd really support it. Um, I'm not trying to be a, a Debbie Downer at all, but I have seen a couple of my friends who do have babies now who do admit to me that they wish they would have waited a little longer. Because um, getting a baby is kind of like getting a DUI from the universe. It's, uh, it's, it's, a, it's more than a dog. I mean, it, it's just uh, watching my one buddy who has two kids and how much his life has changed. And, you know, he's a little sad about it. Um, it's big. It is big, big, big. But if you guys are ready for it, more power to you. I'm excited to meet the little bastard and have them have uh, Aunt John come over on the holidays and get drunk. Anyways, um, oh, talking about these, uh, these words that, uh, that are kind of funny. So, you know, words or sayings that are funny, they are colloquialisms or sometimes called idioms or sometimes called, um, euphemism, euphemisms, but they all basically mean the same thing. It's like, uh, just a phrase and it's especially hard for foreigners to understand them. Um, but it's also especially, I guess, especially hard for people who haven't really gone to college to understand them. Um, again, Marcus, the guy I'm dating, is never going to hear this. But, like, some of the colloquialisms that he gets so incorrect are just laughable for... I mean, he is, don't get me wrong, he is a very successful like street smart 31 year old man but like what like the other day he said something he's like well you know if the shit hits the pan then we're gonna have to do x y and z i was like i'm sorry say that again he goes if the shit hits the pan we're gonna have to fix it i'm like uh that phrase is if the shit hits the fan like fan f-a-n and he's like what no it's pan why would it be fan and i was like because if shit hits a spinning fan, it throws shit everywhere, and it's really messy. He's like, oh. Like, I can't tell you how many of those he gets wrong. And uh, we're not sure if we're really going to bring him on to a lot of social gatherings. It's just like, uh, I, uh, it's kind of cute, but kind of sad. Um, but there's so many of those that we just take for granted, and it's not until you date someone who... And money, maybe... No, because your wife, even though she's from Canada, she still speaks English. I mean, I imagine she speaks French. But um, my brother's wife does the same thing because she's from Brazil or Portuguese. She says colloquialisms uh, usually incorrectly, but that's okay because English isn't her first language. Like, if she's offering you bread my brother's wife, she'll be like, do you want a bread? I'm like, that's cute, because you're hot. I'm like, yeah, I'll take a bread, even though you mean, do you want a sandwich? <laughs> um, all right, got to wrap this up pretty soon. So, do, 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 babies, blah, blah, blah. Oh, so I guess I'll just wrap it up uh, talking about the Christmas Hangout. So I think the Christmas Hangout uh, would be a great time for all of us to hang out. 
uh, if you think about it, the, you know, we are essentially, you know, becoming kind of parts of each other's families. Uh, like, you guys, I'm sure you guys know me and Brandon have uh, Friendsgiving every single year with the people that we lived in Italy with the second time, and we haven't missed a single year. Um, and kind of like our little friendship with this little group of five, we've been really good at having our trips every single year. We've never missed a year. So I don't think that it's crazy to give, you know, what would otherwise be, you know, hallowed um, holiday time to, you know, us hanging out. So the weekend of Christmas, I'm open. The weekend after Christmas and in between New Year's, I'm open. And New Year's Eve, I'm open. Um, I think that, especially New Year's Eve, that could actually be super cool because that's, it's kind of like, New Year's Eve is like the, I don't even know, like the Betty White of holidays. Like, it's sweet and nice, but it's not too sexy or exciting. Um, so, you know, maybe we could do something for New Year's Eve with like, you know, all the wives and everything like that, or maybe just the boys, or if we do just the boys, maybe we don't do it on New Year's Eve. That's just, you know, throwing a thought out there. Um, but I definitely think we should do something around Christmas time. I think that'd be a really good time. I, I, I can see like three of those weekends working. Um, so let's see if we can figure that out. Um, all right, so sorry, it's got a little long and I am going to go ahead and sign off and I will talk to you boys soon. Later.